0: What's going on podcast listeners, you're listening to What The Podcast. I'm your host David Nicholson with my co-host Nikki Nicholson.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) Today we have weird news as usual along with a day in history and some info on weight loss surgery. We're taking the show in a different direction today for a couple of shows anyway as Nikki goes through weight loss surgery. We figured it may be interesting to hear about the process firsthand from an actual patient going through the process. So you want to do some weird news? Sure. Brought to you by UPI.com. We're going to cue that music. So, in the weird news world, we have firefighters in Illinois delivered a baby in a parking lot of Jimmy John's when the parents were unable to make it to the hospital in time during a snowstorm. Not so unusual. Firefighters deliver babies. Yeah. In emergency situations. And living in West Virginia, we know it's kind of hard to get around during a snowstorm, especially. This winter's been when it's
1: horrible,
0: been yeah. Been rough, so they must have had a two-wheel drive vehicle. So congratulations to those firefighters and the new parents of little baby snowstorm. Yep. <laughs> so also a battery made of two thousand nine hundred and twenty-three lemons breaks the Guinness's world records and the Guinness world record. A team of chemists gathered two thousand nine hundred twenty-three lemons in Britain to break the Guinness world record for the highest voltage from a fruit battery. I hope I said that right the first time when I said 2,923 lemons. <laughs> I forget, but that's okay.
1: Um, I think that's very eco-friendly.
0: Eco-friendly lemons to power whatever. Wouldn't that cause, or not cause, but help the world's energy crisis?
1: It might. Is that like
0: potato battery?
1: Maybe. Maybe, but I, I keep thinking of you have all these batteries that people use. You know, I mean everything takes batteries, your remote control for your television, your you know whatever. And a lot of battery operated things, you they just go to a landfill.
0: But those people do shouldn't not go around shoving lemons in their remote control. No. <laughs>
1: but no, you would I think that okay, you know how like you have rechargeable batteries. Why couldn't you have rechargeable batteries that you could charge off of lemons? Or something like that. Like some sort of... Because when to, that lemon would get bad, you could, like... It, you got compost.
0: Right, and you could... They'd have to expand the research a little bit to get to that well, point. obviously.
1: But this is just where I'm going for it. I mean, it would be eco-friendly. And I mean... down south I mean lemons are like five ten cents right (laughs) so I mean it's it would help commerce it would help like uh, like landfills and stuff like that
0: if we got to be a sustainable energy source And I didn't want to cover another animal story, but it seemed like a good headline. A loose chicken found wandering the Pentagon security area.
1: This is a good
0: one. Animal rescuers in Virginia responded to an unusual national security situation when a chicken was on the loose in the Pentagon security area. So i got to figure if a chicken can break the security at the Pentagon, who else can? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's my thoughts. Maybe they're not as secure as they think.
0: I don't know. It flew over
1: a fence, it got under it, it got through a hole. There's something somewhere.
0: A chicken broke into the Pentagon. That is... (laughs) That is... I can't even explain that. That is crazy. So we're trying to move along quick today so we can get into the...
1: Chicken spy.
0: Absolutely. It could have been a Russian chicken.
1: A Russian chicken.
0: A Chinese chicken. (laughs) But I like Chinese chicken.
1: I know you do. But we're not going to talk about food right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, let's get on with this so we can get into this weight loss stuff. We'll do some quick this day in history and move right into the weight loss stuff. So cue the history music. All right, time for a history lesson and we'll get into the weight loss surgery topic right after this. So in nineteen seventy eight a huge blizzard in New England ends up ends the region. Let me get this right. In 1978, a huge blizzard in New England ends and the region digs out of 55 inches of snow. 55 inches of snow in 1978. I was born in
1: 1978. That is a gigantic
0: nope. So here's an interesting one. In 1910, the Boy Scouts of America, which was modeled after the Boy Scouts of England, was incorporated. So the Boy Scouts have been around since 1910. I wonder if Girl Scouts have been around that long.
1: I don't know. I think that was like 1921 or something. Maybe later. I don't know. I don't remember.
0: I don't know. All I know is in 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was incorporated. Cool. And that was found on the internet. In 1924.
1: So it must be true.
0: Lethal gas was used at the Nevada State Prison as a form of execution for the first time in the U.S., on convicted murderer G. John or G. John, G. John, G. John. Who knows? Do you ever heard of that one? No. I know you like serial killers. Yes. That doesn't say he was a serial killer, just convicted murderer. So in 1924, lethal gas was used in the first time in the United States. Yeah. They don't do lethal gas no more than no, I know. It
1: was, it, it unless you were incarcerated, I think it was for 1985, and that is what you chose as your execution, then yeah, they have to abide by that. But I, it was deemed inhumane, so to literally basically watch somebody suffocate, which, I mean, think about what they did to get there, Mm, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that, but that's just me.
0: And in 1922, radio was installed in the White House, signaling its increased use and acceptance in America. Now, this just says radio, and I don't know if that's radio as we know it today, radio, or if it's radio as in Breaker Breaker. I am
1: going to say radio as in boombox. So
0: you think it was music? Yeah. Well, back then it wasn't music, it was radio shows. They told stories like yeah. they do today on TV. Some yeah, like soap operas... Yeah, War of
1: the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Good Lord, Some
0: I Some soap operas started off as radio shows. hmm So radio was installed in the White House, signaling its increased use Lucy. and acceptance in America. Oh, La- Lucy
1: was a spinoff from a radio show.
0: I did not know that. I know there were certain soap operas that were. So you want to go into the weight loss surgery? Yeah. All right. Let's find some weight loss music. Time to shine, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Nikki is getting ready to go through weight loss surgery. Her sc- surgery is in two weeks, right? And you can't shake your head. You're Yes. On, yes. I mean, I know we're on YouTube, too. But yes. your surgery's scheduled for two weeks away. Yes. And I have some questions that you already know because you've prepared some answers for these questions. But our listeners and viewers do not know these questions. Poor answers. Poor answers. So, we're going to go through these. All right, what can you say about the doctor's appointments and the pre-op procedures that you've had to go through so far? And I know that it's extensive, so it's been a long time just getting to this point.
1: From my case, it has been since the end of July.
0: And this is?
1: My initial, uh, it's February.
0: Yeah, we're into February. February 8th. It's been a minute.
1: Um, my initial consult with the doctor was the 29th of July.
0: So Uh, what's happened this far?
1: Okay, you have your initial consult, which is basically your... You go in, you fill out your normal doctor paperwork, you know, like medications, allergies, all that junk. Then you talk to him and he kind of get you go talk to your doctor, whether it's him or her. But um, for my experience, it's a him. You know that. Mm-hmm. But you go through, um, he goes through, okay, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, the first thing basically is he wants you to, um, like, you have to go to, like, a a pulmonologist and do a sleep study. You have to go see a cardiologist and get cardiac evaluation. You have to do a psych evaluation. Um... You have to do um, a complete like lab workup, like blood work, and all of that stuff, like urine analysis. Um, you have to do an EGD, which is basically an upper GI and they go in and they look at your esophagus, your stomach, and the duodenum, which is a piece of the small intestine. Basically, it's where they cut it to move it or reconnect it when they do the bypass.
0: And that was very short, I was there for that. Yeah.
1: Best 10 minute nap I ever had though.
0: So is that everything uh, or is there more?
1: Um, you, I had to do classes um, every Tuesday. I was only supposed to do them for four months but I have continually done them because there was certain things that I missed when I did them the first time. um, um, There was a bariatric seminar that I had to take. If I did not take that seminar, basically that just made everything invalid. That was a requirement per my doctor. And that seminar was going through all the different types of surgeries, like the balloon, the band, you have the sleeve, and then you have the, the Roux-en-Y, which is what I'm getting. The what? Roux-en-Y. Roux-en-Y. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Which is just the complete gastric bypass. That's just the name of it. Um. um the... The appointments and stuff though are spaced out. They schedule all of your stuff so you don't really have to worry about all that stuff and then they'll call you, you know, a couple of days before or whatever and say, hey, you know, your appointment's at yada, yada, whatever time. And um, you go, you do it, they get your results, that's good. Then um, once all of that is done, you go back. Or you before you go back to see the actual doctor you have to go to your primary care and you have to have a letter of medical necessity, which is super important because if it's not deemed medically necess or medically necessary, your insurance will not cover it. At all. Doesn't matter what insurance company you have. Okay. Because this is technically an elective surgery it's not something that is urgent that you know what i mean like so with this being an elective it's kind of you know they want to know why
0: okay did you find out anything new about yourself from the appointments
1: yes i learned when i went to see when i did my sleep study (coughs) the pulmonologist that I have sleep apnea. So I was prescribed an APAP, and I have to use it at night. It's taking a whole lot of getting used to.
0: I can imagine I wouldn't want to sleep with something wrapped around my face, neither.
1: I mean, technically I'm only supposed to wear it for compliance three hours.
0: So the whole idea was to get you to sleep through the night Safely, but they want you to wake up in three hours and take it off.
1: (laughs) No, if I sleep with it all night, I sleep with it all night. It's not like it's going to hurt me. But I'm, like, after, let's say I go to bed at midnight and I wake up at 3 o'clock, I can take it off and I'm okay. Right. It's not something that's harmful, I guess. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how that works. But obviously they thought it was important enough for me to get a machine and do all that junk so
0: follow the doctor's orders I guess yeah you do what you're told and I guess it's kind of the same question but how has it affected your life I mean
1: honestly I'm not sure how it's affected my life at this point because I mean it but what I do know is I've always been a foodie so I've it it, that I guess love of food is nine-tenths of my problem right because it has led to health issues and because I very rarely ever made the healthy decisions that I should have is and that's affected me now so
0: question that's not on the is, list you said it was talking about food and how you've been a foodie and health issues, do you think that after you have this surgery that it's going to change your health? I mean, I know I don't know if you want me to say it or not to diabetes. do you think that that's going to cure that um do I
1: think it's going to cure it? I don't know. I can say that I hope so because that's basically the main reason right for me getting this um but what I need people who are listening to this to understand that this is not a medical cure for severe obesity. This is not, it's not a cure. It is not a miracle drug. It's not anything. It is a tool, and it's a complete overhaul of the the bad habits that you have, habitually used in the course of your life. Right. It's to correct those bad habits and kind of, I don't want to say whitewash it, but it's like a complete 360. You go from eating McDonald's and, you know, fast food all the time to, you know, eating you know, the things that you should have been eating before.
0: Well, a lot of people do change, and some people just fall right back into their same old bad habits and render the whole
1: thing pointless,
0: months obsolete. But months, that's, even a year that it takes to get in and have the surgery, some people.
1: That's not, yeah, that's not going to be me. My...
0: So what can you say about the diet? Um, honestly? This is the pre-op diet. I know that there's a post-op diet, but... <laughs> the post-op diet's going to be a lot easier to follow.
1: This sucks. I'm not going to lie. I am currently on a two-week liquid diet, and it consists of protein shakes, sugar-free popsicles, um, sugar-free jello, sugar-free pudding. Anything that's sugar-free, I'm allowed to have, except, I mean, obviously... You can't have hard foods. I can't have hard foods. No. Foods. But if it's liquid, it's sugar-free, I can have it. I can drink... Um, like sugar-free tea, coffee, which I don't drink, so it doesn't matter. Um, I can have no soda, Um, like Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zero, that kind of stuff I can have. Um, This isn't the most pleasant thing that I've ever done, but in my head, I keep pushing towards, I, I know what the end game's gonna be, And that's what keeps me going.
0: So we're on day two of the two weeks though. Yes. And it's already difficult.
1: It's very difficult, but I'm still doing it.
0: I understand that. Do you think it'll get easier with time?
1: Hmm, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Surgery date is the 21st, so.
0: And you kind of covered this already. Do you have any advice for listeners that are thinking are curious about this type of surgery or thinking about doing it.
1: Um, the only advice I really have is that if you are considering any type of bariatric surgery, um, to educate yourself, to know the different, um, the different procedures, what those consist of, because, like, for instance, um, you go in for the lap band. Like if you are in your 20s and you think of, uh, <clears throat> like having a family one day, they can go in and loosen that band on your stomach. That way, you know, you can, if you're pregnant, you can, you know, everything works that way. Um, so I think it would just be to to be educated.
0: Um, and prepare for the diet.
1: Like learn the ups and downs. Talk to people who have had it. Um, any of the procedures, not just you don't have to go and say, oh well, I'm thinking about this one because you know you have the balloon, you have the lap band. The balloon's not one they really do a whole lot. Um, but you have the lap band, and you have the sleeve, and then you have the real mother the gastric bypass. So. Which is basically they reroute everything, and like they take a piece of your intestine and they put it here, and then whatever. But um, just know what your risks are. Basically, just educate yourself and make sure that the decision you have, the decision you have to make, is. are you gonna continue down the same path afterwards that you're that you were on prior?
0: That would be the tough one.
1: Because if you don't have it in your head that this is not a miracle cure, that this is not like the one miracle weight loss drug, whatever you know I'm just trying to think of like hydroxy cut or any type of thing like that it's not I mean those aren't miracle drugs either but this is not that thing that's gonna your fix all
0: well yeah and I I can agree with that and it's not yeah
1: but another thing that I think that people need to also look into is if you're going to go through the surgery, make sure you have a good support system. Because if you don't, you're gonna have a really, really, really hard time. The journey is, it's gonna be
0: real hard. All right. Well, that was part one. I guess in a couple of weeks we'll come back post-op and see what's going on then, won't we? Mm-hmm. All right, so you're listening to What the Podcast. You can watch it on D. Nicholson TV on YouTube.com. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast just by searching my name, David Nicholson. And mm-hmm. stay tuned for part two, and thank you for listening.
1: Have a great week. We'll see you next time.